What is up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by High V and Toyson Ford. Dan Casper here with you. Joe Grabowski is going to join me here in just a second for his weekly spot on here. Joe, former Badger offensive lineman, owner of Cabin Coffee. Before we get to that, I uh, want to quick remind you we have our own Facebook uh, group page now man cave conversations it's a private group so we got to approve you but join it because this is where i get some ideas for for the podcast even for the show some topics and and i want to get some of your feedback on, on some of that it's a way for you to uh to be a part of the show and the podcast so look it up on facebook man cave conversations Back catching up with our good buddy, Mr. Joe Grabowski, owner of Cabin Coffee, former Badger offensive lineman, too. How you doing, man? Doing well. Doing well. Good to see you again. Thank, again, big thanks for letting us hang out last week at uh, your fine establishment, too. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was kind of fun. It was one of our most downloaded episodes, actually, too. Nice. So tell your mom thanks for listening <laughs> multiple times over there. <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun, though, too, and uh, we, we appreciate that. We'll have to do that again, too. So... Uh, well, it's not only the holiday season, but it's apparently the transfer portal season in college athletics right now. Yes, it is. Getting close to bowl season, which actually officially kicks off this weekend, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Uh, funny story, apparently we know a couple people involved with Ohio yep. uh, over there, too. Uh, you you know the defensive coordinator, you're one of your buddies. Yeah, he went to, he was in high, went to my high school, and he was a couple years ahead of me, so, and then he was a graduate assistant at Wisconsin when we were there, so. Man. Yeah, we know we talked about it before. Uh, our, our listener, Mark Fonis, who's with American Legion Baseball, but his son's uh, coaching over there with special teams too. So small world. It is a small, small world. Small world, man. But, uh, you know, he kind of mentioned uh, this week, you know, they're trying to prepare for a bowl game, but they're also, because of the transfer portal, these coaches are trying to do more recruiting mm-hmm. as as they're getting ready for a bowl game here. And we had a couple of listeners wanting to to get your thoughts on what, you know, what kind of goes through your mind when you hear, and maybe if you were a player yet, all these players leaving, either declaring for the draft, mm-hmm. which we know one Badger lineman, Tanner Bordellini is, or guys entering a transfer portal before a bowl game. Mm-hmm. As as a teammate or as a player, what would be going through your mind when, when you hear something like that? <clears throat> It's almost a double-edged sword because you realize that they're trying to improve themselves, and that's ultimately what football does. You know, whether you're trying to position yourself to go to the NFL or transfer to a different team so you can play and get playing time and get exposure and hopefully make it to the next level. So I think every person who plays college sports understands that. Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're playing for your team, but you're also trying to highlight your own attributes and your own skill sets so you can go to the next level. So... I understand the leaving. Um, I think it puts the university and the football coaches and other players in a difficult situation because now you are not going to play in a bowl game and you've been a consistent player, you know, the entire year, and now we have to scramble in order for us to put somebody to replace you. And you can't you can't replace experience. No matter mm-hmm. how much film you watch, you can't replace the experiences that you had. So it's difficult. Um, I think as a player, you would understand, um, you know, if your friends are leaving to try to better themselves because it is a business. And I keep saying college football is a business. It mm-hmm. really is. Um, so on the same token, um, you know, do you have loyalty? Do you owe loyalty, you know, to your players? So it, 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 
it, it's a hard decision to make. Um, I don't think if I was playing, and again, just hypothetically, if I was playing and one of my friends or players opted to better themselves, enter the into the transfer portal, or you know, go to the NFL. I don't think I would be upset because, again, at the end of the day, you do what's best for you, mm-hmm. and your loyalty to me. We're still going to be friends after this, right? Like after all the stuff that we did, all the things that we've been through, all the trials and tribulations of playing college football, lifting. Uh, sweating and bleeding I'm still going to be your friend I'm not gonna, that's because your character hasn't hasn't changed in my opinion mm-hmm. that's how I would probably have to view it does it suck a little bit yeah because now if I'm playing next to you for a whole year I know your tendencies I know how you think there's a lot less communication on the offensive line because I know what you're going to do mm-hmm. you know what I'm going to do there's not much communication if you play that well mm-hmm. now you're bringing in somebody else that's got to substitute or play in the bowl game a lot more communication, not familiar with who he's, you know, his, the way he thinks, the way he, his technique. So, I mean, but that, but it's college football. It's mm-hmm. a business and that's how, you, that's what you do. You adjust. We had a, we had, when we were talking about, you know, the transfer portal, we had a, we had a few listeners, quite a few actually, kind of with the same mindset of, you know, because you got NLI, NIL uh, as a factor, mm-hmm. you know, players looking for, for money now yep. too and that. And, you know, s- some, some listeners had the mindset of like, you know, I, I still put some of the blame on, on the players, the kids, because it feels like, and I'm paraphrasing this, you know, are they just looking for an easier situation instead of working and working and getting better? Mm-hmm. Are they just looking for easier situations out there? What would you say? I mean, you have been in that position. Mm-hmm. You've had to work your your tail off to, right. to get to that. Do you, do you think there's something there to it? I mean, I, I almost feel like... It, Every player is going to be different in a different mindset with that. I think every situation is different. Mm-hmm. If you got a guy that's, you know, a prospect to go to the NFL and is just a stud, and he's the same year as you, or he's younger than you, and he beats you out, you have one option. Enter the portal or sit out and... You never get to show what you have. Mm-hmm. You may fit into a really, really good system or a different organization somewhere else, and you can become that stud also. Um, I understand the working out, but sometimes you're limited by the tools that you have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm never going to be a running back no matter how hard I try. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be a quarterback. Like Sometimes the realization of I don't have the tools in order to perform and beat this person. Mm-hmm. They're so much better. They're a different level than I am. I have to find a different way for me to, you know, one, improve. Sometimes if the guy is a stud, no matter how hard you work, because he's also working hard, he's also improving and honing his craft. He's not sitting there in a, in a holding pattern waiting for you to catch up. Right. Like, so in those situations where you're never going to make it to the next level and that is your dream and that's what you've been working for this entire time, you have to f- do something different. Now that could be change positions. Mm-hmm. If you're a right tackle or a guard, hey, become more universal across the line, better yourself. But that is always an option to enter the. Sometimes it's not about working hard. Sometimes you can work your butt off, and in your results are not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, there was an interesting story last week for one of the transfer portals for for a kid who came to to Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, Leon Lowry. I don't know if you heard kind of the the, mm-hmm. the story back and forth, but he committed, and then less than 24 hours decommitted, right, and then. 
24 hours later, 48 hours later, recommitted to Wisconsin. Right. And there was a story by The Athletic that did a little bit of a deep dive, and we talked to our Badger guy on Tuesday, and he kind of paraphrased Essentially, evolved agents trying to get money. Right. And and the, the kid was kind of being lied to by these agents. You know, he... There was apparently stipulations, you know, from the varsity collective at Wisconsin. He wanted a certain amount of money from there, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, kid moved on from those agents, fired him or whatever, mm-hmm. and and went back to Wisconsin. Do you feel like there's a lot more outside factors in college football that kind of messes with these players' minds maybe compared to when you played and, you know, whether it's social media or, or Internet or, or anything like that? Do you think there's – so much more distractions out there in today's game. Oh, I would one hundred percent. You can have half the crap that we have to worry about. Um, social media, we, we, cell phones weren't a thing when I played. Mm-hmm. Like I think they were just coming to fruition, but nobody had them because nobody wanted to spend a dollar ninety nine a minute. You know, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I thought it's how old I am. Um, I remember buying those cards <laughs> and like the track phones and all that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, but I, and and I do think it's a different time because you have instant. You know, like. You have social media. You have everyone telling you a certain thing. Like we weren't allowed to talk to agents. That wasn't a thing. We were sh- we were sheltered in place in, in a way which was a good thing because it minimized the distractions. Our our our, uh, our coaching staff did a great job in having us. We were focused on this because they controlled the variables of what what was around us, mm-hmm. and there isn't that control now because you can you have a, you have the world at your fingertips on your phone. Right. I prefer to have it the way that it was, so yeah. I focused on my job, what I need to accomplish, and that was it, Yeah, and, and getting better. It feels like, you know, to, to kind of quote you a little bit too, a double-edged sword in a lot of ways too, because social media, I feel like, can help get a guy's name out there a little bit more. Right. But you got so many weird people out there too, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I mean, trying to take advantage of this. I think the number was they, they wanted 10% of his cut, yes. and NFL agents – only get three yeah absolutely like and wow and, and this is so new like you have the wolves in the sheep clothing that we haven't even identified yet like mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on there and uh if there's a way to take advantage of somebody i promise you someone's gonna find it because yep. that's just the way it works exactly and because this is so new how do you how do you cover yourself like, i mean how do you shield yourself from people with ill intentions you really can't so because right. it's very new I mean, down the road here in a couple of years, I'm sure we'll figure it out. And like, hey, be avoid this pitfall, avoid this pitfall. But right now, we're walking through a minefield, and mm-hmm. somebody's gonna step on one. Yeah. So, what do you think goes through the mind? You know, so the Badgers got a new quarterback too through this transfer yep. portal, a uh, kid from the University of Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, these other quarterbacks like Brayden Locke, we saw a little bit. You know, Nick Evers is a younger guy coming out there. Huh. Does that potentially send a, a mixed message? Do you think to those other quarterbacks in the roster, like? Do they not believe in me if they're they're going out there? I mean, you know, what, what what do you think is kind of being, is there a message being sent? Or, again, is that just kind of, it depends on the player and how they receive those that type of news. I think it depends on the player. Um, you know, if you're somebody who believes in yourself and think that you have a chance and you're good, um, you should be able to go up against other people. And, 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 and again, I believe in competition. Mm-hmm. Competition brings out the best of people. So um, it depends on the player. Like, would I be butthurt about if someone brought in an offensive tackle or a guard or a tackle? No, mm-hmm. because I know the system. I'm already ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Now it comes down to sheer will and who wants it more. He hasn't established himself. I've already established myself. I have a foundation. So then in that situation, I'm like, 
competition. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about at one point in in, in your career or in your life to get in coaching? I mean, we talked about your buddies, defensive right. coordinator. Uh, have you ever thought at, at any point to pursue that avenue? You know, I, I did coach high school here in town for a little bit here, and uh, when my son was growing up. And, you know, I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed, I, I think I coached, like, uh, the Y League. I coached at the grades or the middle school, and then I coached high school also. Um, just with that point in time in my life uh, with young kids and working third shift as a cop, you know, I made it really kind of hard mm-hmm. to dedicate the time that I wanted to. And and it, it was, it's a hard transition because I couldn't coach the way I was coached. You know, mm-hmm. it's just not conducive with people today. Mm-hmm. You, you mean the only form of communication you have with the coaches is, is through yelling? Yep. <laughs> I mean, that, and, and, and don't listen to what I, it's not how I say it; it's what I say. Mm-hmm. Or the, the, the a quote that we had: "If I'm not yelling at you, start to worry because I've given up on you." Like, that was kind of a, a common thing, you know. So it was hard to make that transition. And uh, I had to get pulled aside a couple times by the uh, head coach and say, hey, we can't we can't ride him that hard. You can't push him that tough. And I'm like, well, what, why? He's like, because no question. Different age, right? Different age, yeah. different time, different generation. So, mm-hmm. you know, you curtail it. And I'm not saying that my way was the best way, but that's how I, I saw the success that we gained through the way I was coached. Right. So you want to pass that. And, of course, you know, I'm passionate about football. I always have been, and I still am. That's why I'm talking to you here right now, you know, mm-hmm. because it still gets me excited. Um, how do you, you know, and it's it, it's hard to it's hard to rein that passion in when you have been coached so hard a certain way your entire life. Mm-hmm. And now, and, and you know it works. Now you have to dovetail it and figure it out how it fits in today. Mm-hmm. So. It would be difficult. Uh, yeah, it would be great. But now I run a business, and uh, <laughs> that takes a lot of my time. You know, the thought of it would would be great because I have all this useless football knowledge in my head that, you it's know. It's not useless because you're telling us right <laughs> now. Yeah, <so>. absolutely. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, yeah. But uh, it, 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 it it's crossed my mind. It would mm-hmm. be hard transition, though, this time, at this point in my life. Right. Uh, what was it like when you when you were done playing? I mean, was it hard not to get suited up the following year? I mean, what was that – was it a mental hurdle to, to kind of get over? I mean, what was that? What was it like the first time you didn't suit up like for, yeah. for a long time? Well, for, for me, it was because I, because of my injury. I, I had a career-ending injury. That was mm-hmm. it. Like, that's, you know, so it was difficult watching my friends and my roommates still going through the trials and tribulations of practice, and you're not a part of the team anymore. And you've been a part of the of, of a team since well, since I was in eighth grade. So you were an outsider looking in, even though you were still accepted by your friends and stuff like that. And yeah, it, it life happens, and you know you, it, it. It was unfortunate that it did happen, you know. But I was, I was still an outsider because either you're playing or you're not. Right. Like, either you're part of the team or you're not, and mm-hmm. uh, you know. Um, so it was very tough. It was. It, it, I, I lost my purpose. Is what happened. You know. You. You think that you have it figured out, and this is what you've done for so long, and this is the way how you identify yourself, um, and you lose your purpose, and that's where people really kind of struggle and fall. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, because people who retire after a certain number of years, because this is what they've done and what they've identified as, to find that purpose after that, it's a difficult transition, and yeah. that's where you see a lot of people that 
fall into depression or mental health issues because that is all they know. That's what they've hung their head on for this long, and it's 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 difficult. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I was able to bounce back in every one of my setbacks to find a different avenue to explore and to carry on. But some people don't. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a great point because you see that you kind of wonder too, like not to get too dramatic, but like some of these <clears throat> the coaches, the older coaches. Oh. You know, as soon as they leave, you know they oh. they they pass away or something. Absolutely. You, you know. And it's, it's kind of scary to think about. And a common thing that, we, you know, even with my friends now is find your new mission. Yeah. And your mission can be whatever the heck you want it to be, but just be good at it. I don't care. Like, for me, it was when I was a cop, I mean, dedicated my my life to law enforcement you know, mm-hmm. after football. And I lived it, breathed it, ink, drank it. It was who I was, you know, and I wasn't able to do that anymore. And then you kind of flounder again. And just being a better father, a husband friend etc was where i needed to focus you know what i need to do from all the things that i've either screwed up on or missed from working nights for 10 years like that was the you Mm -hmm. know so you find your mission what makes you happy and what you need to do and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks but did i miss playing football absolutely do Mm -hmm. i still miss it yeah would I go back yesterday and do it all over again with the exact same results one thousand percent mm-hmm yeah so I, if you don't mind me asking asking this, because, I mean, you're, you're going through a little back pain right now, um, and you've said it before, and you kind of just said it again. You do it again all all in a heartbeat. Yep. Even with uh, your back pain going on right now, right now, you'd still suit up if you could right now? Because I, it was such a valuable short time of my life, and it was so inspirational and identified who I am to this day mm-hmm. so yes even now with you know having a bad, bad back same thing you know I, I because it was just such a decisive time in my life and uh like I said I'm, I'm out of I'm out of football for 20 some years now and we're still talking about it mm-hmm. like the privilege that I had not everybody else had it's unbelievable and at the time growing up and playing football you don't you don't understand it at the time yeah and now when you realize the accomplishments and what you've done and to reflect back on it it was a pretty amazing time and it never will happen again mm-hmm. i feel as though i cherish every moment that i played you know um i and i i gave everything i possibly could to the sport but there's still that feeling of uh, emptiness, you know, mm-hmm. because, it, again, it was who I was. Mm-hmm. So, And that's kind of where it goes back to the question. I always wonder, like, if you were interested in coaching, would that fill that void a little yeah. bit, potentially? I mean, maybe it would. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be, yeah, but, like, man, like, those coaches work some crazy hours. Man. I was going to say, <laughs> like, that's, holy you know. cow. Like, I mean, I still like my wife, and I like being married to her, and I don't want to be, like, <laughs> the guy who's, like, you know, it's like, you know, 80 hours a week, 90 hours a week for most of the year, yeah. you know, and you don't, and, and, and like that, that it's tough. Like the amount of time that a coach puts into like watching film mm-hmm. and coming up with, you know, plays and who's, I mean, it's so much, I never left the stadium and I never got there and there wasn't a coach's car there. And I, and even after I left, there was coaches cars there well yeah. into the evening hours. Cause there's just trying to get things accomplished and, yeah uh, it's it, it is tough like it's a tough be a coach there there was a, to, to kind of wrap it up before we uh get to a couple other things here i was talking to somebody the other day and uh 
we were talking about football, and he said, you know, his father-in-law used to coach a long time, defensive coordinator. He's like, I always love watching games with him because from a coach, they, they, they pick out certain things. He said, but what was kind of getting tiring all the time, they always talked about offensive line and defensive line, right. paying attention to, to that group because he's like, I guess that actually is where it's all always yes. won. But it's like, I know you and I have talked about it, but, you know, to hear this gentleman say, you know, my, my father-in-law was a coach all the time, just always focused on defensive line and yeah. offensive line play. Mm-hmm. And that's how integral it was to each it, game. It, it, it is a, you can't do any of it. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything out, anything without the guys up front. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't run the ball, you can't throw the ball. Or you're being run against and you're a defensive lineman and they're, you're just a sieve and you can't stop it. Like, it, it, it's a very helpless feeling mm-hmm. when you're getting your butt kicked. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do and you're trying, and you're every ounce of you is trying. I mean, and and you're just getting beat. It's a very, very helpless feeling. Mm-hmm. It really is. I That's mean, what uh, our news uh, director Morgan asked me. It's, sometimes she'll ask me some random questions. She's like, "What do you think is the most uh, underappreciated position in all sports?" And I did mm-hmm. say offensive line. Right. You know, I, that, to me, that's that's one when, when I think about it. I'm like, because again, we've we've mentioned how many times you don't hear the name. That's okay. good. But then they don't get the proper attention that they deserve. Absolutely, it's it's a it's a selfless service, mm-hmm. you know. And you're playing for your team, but you're playing for the guys around you. You don't want to let them down. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very. I mean, that was the mindset. You know, like I didn't want to let people down around me. The guys that I cared about, the guys I was close to, my roommates. I didn't never wanted to not be where I needed to be because I let them down. Mm-hmm. And that it was that personal. You don't want to let people down, especially when you're that close. Like. It, it, I don't want to let people down in general. Like people, like you know, I meet on the street or what, or whether it's customer service in my coffee shop. I don't want to do that. But it was a different level of letting somebody down when you were supposed to be there for a combo block and you weren't, and you missed your guy, and your quarterback just got his teeth kicked in, and it was your fault, one thousand percent, and you own that. And he's on the ground, you know, rolling and r- just writhing in pain, and it was you. Yeah. I mean, it's a would, sickening feeling. Would you just two-parter? Would you describe offensive linemen as enforcers or defenders? And and I guess what, the reason I, I say that is because, like the other night, watch the Packer game, quarterback gets a late hit. Who are the first guys there? Absolutely. It's the offensive 100%. lineman right there. Yep. Yet, you know, when you're in an actual play, I mean, you guys mm-hmm. are kind of the enforcers in that. Absolutely. I, I think it's both. Mm-hmm. You know, you flip that switch, you get a cheap shot on, oh, mm-hmm. you hit the quarterback late, like – you guys there's, are the first ones there's there. There's conversations yep. in the <laughs> offensive line about mm-hmm. there's going to be payback. Mm-hmm. And I can only assume, I've been out of it 20 years, it's probably still happening. Yeah. Like, yeah. We have his number. I don't care if I have to miss a block in order to to get this guy, but he's going to pay. Yes, so mm-hmm. enforcer 100%, but also a defender because I'm protecting my quarterback. That's my guy. Mm-hmm. This ship don't drive without him. Mm-hmm. You know, like So, yeah, it, it becomes very personal. And – uh I appreciate seeing that. You can always know if you have a good quarterback, and if he's if he is respected by the offensive line, by how they retaliate, how they band together in in, in times like a late hit or a cheap shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but usually the offensive line, you know your you know your quarterback has your back, you know, and is a good quarterback when the offensive linemen are running down the field in order to defend you. Heck yeah, or chasing them out of bounds, one hundred percent. Uh, would you describe offensive linemen as the heart or soul, or what other? Hard to say, heart and soul. I don't know. Like, it's kind of a big term, I think. 
I just, it, it, you're a pillar, mm. you know, and yep. I, I would say you're a pillar in the foundation. Uh, you're probably more like a, a major hub and a cog of things, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it is that important, mm-hmm. but it, I mean, and not everybody can play the offensive line. Like no. I said, it's a thankless job. Nobody, I mean, it's, it's the most physical one too, isn't <laughs> absolutely, it? I mean, <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I mean, you're hitting in every play. There's yeah. no, nothing easy about it, but I mean, it, it's, it's that pride thing too, that offensive line pride. Like if I meet another person who, who played college football or high school football, offensive lineman, like immediately you have something in common. Like mm-hmm. there's that fraternity. I don't care who you played for. You played offensive line. I know what you went through. You know what I went through. It's a pretty cool fraternity for offensive line. Mm-hmm. It really is. Absolutely. All right, before I let you go, man, we've got uh, still, it is the holiday season. It so is. still got uh, the flavor of the month. Candy cane mocha. Yep. Got yep. the uh, crushed candy cane, cane on top. And, uh, yep, it's uh, been very popular. You know, just like last month we did uh, in October, we had the, uh, or November, we had the uh, candy cane, or no, sorry, uh, pumpkin mm-hmm. <laughs> well, now we're in candy cane candy season. cane man absolutely uh and a quick reminder too if you are looking for any maybe last minute christmas gifts ideas huh? gift cards huh? freshly roasted uh, bag of coffee absolutely. get the joe mug over there too with joe's pretty face hey, on there you know what uh this is the I, I i have a face for radio and i think we should keep it that way <laughs> i gotta get one yet i, I was gonna get one when we were there <laughs> yep and then it was busy, and I'm yep. like, I got to get back to the office, so I will be I, going over there to, to grab one. But uh, I'm, that's going to be in the studio. It's going to be my new coffee awesome. cup in the studio. So. And then one more thing is, uh, we actually have some of our gift cards at Costco. So if you're shopping at Costco and uh, you run across our stand, grab some gift cards. Easy way to get them. And uh, yeah, like I said, we're saw that photo on Facebook with yep. your wife over with there. my lovely yep. wife. Yep. yep. Uh, better her doing the pictures than me. So. <laughs> oh come on, you're being too hard now, man. So. <laughs> Uh, Joe, we'll, we'll catch up with you again next week before Christmas. So Absolutely. I'll wish you a happy holidays before then, too. But uh, we uh, always love our convos. I know everybody does, too, because we get questions every week awesome. to ask you, man. So we appreciate it. Uh, hope you feel better here soon, too. Working on it. We, uh, we'll ch- chat with you again soon. Okay, bud? Sounds good. Take care. That is going to do it for us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in. And as always, don't forget to follow and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you could do us a favor, give us a five-star rating and a positive review so others can find the podcast. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper, and I will talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.